Hey, good morning. It's time to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Kiki. God bless her. She is giving opportunities to people, and uh, that is awesome. She's lovely. And also, listeners, I want to remind you, don't forget to tithe. God fills your barns with prosperity so that you can fill someone else's barns. Believe that. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. I, gosh, I've got so much to say. Okay, first thing. Rich doesn't mean expensive. Ecclesiastes 2, chapter 1. So it says the preacher is a great example of how the good life lacks the power to make anyone truly happy. He wrote that he built houses, he planted vineyards, made gardens and orchards, possessed flocks and herds, and collected silver and gold and the treasures of kings. He did not refuse himself any desire. And what was the result? All was vanity and grasping for the wind. Listeners, the richest moments in life are generally not the most expensive. They are the laughter of a child, a hug from a grandparent, a cup of coffee with a friend, a fishing trip with dad, and I love you from mom. The next time you find yourself wishing that you had more earthly wealth, ask God to show you how rich you really are in him and realize that when you believe in him you are blessed with the immeasurable treasures of heaven which will surely never fade amen remember god assumes full responsibility for our needs when we obey him and trusting god means looking beyond what we can see to what God sees. Amen. I love that. Let's talk about spiritual warfare and let's take it as an inspiration because spiritual warfare is real. There are dark powers at work, darkness, sin, and death are real. 
you're watching the news, you know exactly what I'm talking about. However, when Jesus Christ triumphed on the cross, he took away their power. His death and resurrection are victorious over the powers of sin and darkness. We can live freely knowing the grave could not hold our Savior and that we will have eternal life when we place our faith in Him. Pray with me. Gaze up to heaven and say, Dear God, we know there's evil in the world, but we know you have conquered it. Alleluia. We praise your holy name, O Lord. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Sin has no power over you. So thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. He defeated death and darkness so that we may live free of bondage of sin. Help me to live my life in celebration of this victory and freedom. In Jesus' name. Amen. So glad you joined me today. Stay right there. We'll be right back. And if you want to read more about the richest moments of life, uh, take a look at Matthew chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Some really good reading there. Okay, going to my Charles F. Stanley Bible principles. Bible. (laughs) Let's see what it says about God and enjoying God's presence. Repeatedly in scripture, we find that there is great joy and awe for believers in the presence of the Lord. Ecclesiastes 2.26 tells us, God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. So why then would we fail to enjoy God's presence. This is key, listeners. First, some of us may not really know him. People sometimes mistakenly see God as very untouchable, an invisible force that cares little about his creation. But nothing is further from the truth. God desires a close, abiding relationship with you, And when you fail to realize the depth of his love, you miss a great blessing. He says to you today, I have loved you with everlasting love. So therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. And that's Jeremiah 31, verse 3. God cares for you deeply. And when you spend time with him, He expresses that love to you. Okay, I'm raising my hand because I spend time with God and he 100% expresses his love to me. J. 
just this morning. Upon waking up, I said, okay, God, I'm giving it all to you. And boom, he whisked me out of bed. Okay, second, some have erroneous view of God's attitude. God is not legalistic and he's expecting you to live by rituals and regulations. Rather, he cares about your heart, about your love for him, and your sincere desire to obey. Remember, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And that's John chapter 3, verse 17. Listeners, you do not have to earn his acceptance. You do not have to work for his care. When you spend time in his presence, he teaches you his ways, and therefore you'll know how to live each day. Third, as hard as it is to imagine, some people are simply afraid of the Lord. They see him as unpredictable and full of wrath. And although God calls you to have reverence for him, to respect his holiness, he does not want you to be afraid of him with human fear. He tells us to fear him, but we are to do this with a reverent fear, one that worships the Lord and acknowledges our love for him. That's all. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 tells us, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. This is why so often he tells his people, do not be afraid. Luke chapter 1 verse 30 says, because our lives are in his hands and he will lead, protect, and provide for us, when we seek him and not punish us. Sin breaks the fellowship God wants us to enjoy with him. Sin not only blocks God's best for us, it stops us from experiencing his wonderful presence. Yet God not only extends forgiveness, he also promises restoration to us. He brings us back into fellowship and the blessing of his love. And a fifth point, some people refuse to believe that God accepts them. There's absolutely nothing that you can do to save yourself or to become more acceptable to him. The Lord loves you the way you are and he never approves of sin, but he also is committed to loving you and teaching you how to know him better. How can you begin to enjoy God? You may ask yourself, how do I begin to enjoy God? Well, realize that he enjoys being with you and then learn to spend time with him, trusting him to meet all of your needs. Amen. Our intimacy with God is his highest priority for our lives. 
and it determines the impact of our lives. The awareness of God's presence energizes us for work, for our work. Gotta love it. Amen. Make every task a God-given task. Stay right there. We'll be right back. (sighs) With more wisdom, more love. You'll see. Romans chapter 6 verse 21 says, We are body and spirit. So we also need to take care of our souls. We're getting this from Frances Taylor. She asks, how do you want to be paid? We are all familiar with the phrase, the wages of sin is death. Have you ever given it serious thought? Maybe you weren't even aware of where the phrase came from. There are so many sayings that come from the Bible that we forget. Paul talks a lot about the new life that we have in Christ as opposed to the old life we had under the law and a life of sin. He also speaks about living in the flesh and living in the spirit. Living in the flesh is pretty self-explanatory and includes most of the sins that we commit, whether against the commandments or the seven deadlies. Living in the spirit means living a life of virtue instead of vice. The one who lives in the spirit is prudent. He works for justice, doesn't overindulge in food or drink, and has the strength to resist temptation. We are called to love others, but we are also called to take care of the body of the body that God has given us. Taking unnecessary chances with our lives or our health is not living in the spirit either. We are body and spirit, so we also need to take care of our souls. Just as our bodies need the proper fuel and exercise, so do our souls. We need to fuel our souls with the food of prayer and then exercise them with doing good deeds. I like that. We are to fuel our souls with the food of prayer and exercise them with doing good deeds. It's up to us to decide how we will live and also how we will spend eternity. And I know which one you prefer. Amen. Pray with me. Loving God, you offer us a choice of life or death. We must choose how we live now, knowing that we will determine how we will live in the future. Amen. Let's look at God's promises for today. Psalm 103 verse 11 says, As the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. 
Adversity can be handled one of two ways. Either you can deal with it on your own, or you can allow God to carry your burden for you. The first requires human strength and effort, which are rarely sufficient in handling grievous trials. Heartache erodes human ability. The wiser course of action is to allow God to handle all your adversity. Okay, this is another theme that we have, right listeners? His ability to provide goes beyond our greatest imagination. So he is the God who has the ability to calm every storm. Go to him, seek him, ask him daily. And here's God's way day by day. Because that's what we're doing, God's way. Whose way? God's way. (laughs) Psalm 100 verse 5, it says, The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. God knows what you need, listeners. Have you ever asked God for something that he didn't give you? And at first you felt slighted or upset, but perhaps you much later saw the reason why God said no and you were so appreciative, right? God promises to give only what is good for you and no less. Why? Because the Lord loves you with an affection beyond imagination and he fashioned every intricate fiber of your being. It makes sense that he who knows exactly what you need is going to give you the blessings that would benefit you. Amen. There's more. Be right back. Pray with me. Dear Lord, I am learning that the real cure for any pain is in my prayers to you and your power. Father, I pray you will speak to the suffering that consumes my body and my heart and causes me to surrender to it rather than to you. Release your healing into my being. Remove every particle of suffering that prevents the limbs of my body from moving as they should. Lord, also touch my mind and my heart so I can believe and receive by faith the cure which can only come from you. As the great physician, you let your restoring power remove my pain and make me whole. Lord, I give you thanks even now before I experience the evidence of healing. I know this prayer which flows from my heart is touching your spirit. I believe you will give me relief and deliverance from my illness. I thank you for the blessing of prayer that allows me to petition you for my healing. I am grateful to you, Lord. I know my life rests in your hands. I praise you for reminding me when sorrow overtakes my body and my spirit. You are my light. You are my hope. You are my physician. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Jeremiah 17. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Amen. Gaze up to heaven. Clasp your hands together. Father, today I need healing for emotional wounds. I've tried to remove this pain in every way that I can. Reading your word, seeking prayers from others, and trusting you would honor your prayers for me. But I realize I need a touch that can only come from a close connection and honesty with you. Lord, my prayers for you to remove the pain in my life that caused that was caused by rumors and false friendships. I need the reassurance and comfort I now know can be only found in you. I ask you to please lead me to people who are sincere and honest, those who know you, those who love you, and those who put your word into practice. I need you to search my spirit and wipe the tears hidden in my heart and the ones which flow from my eyes. Strengthen me in your word. Lead me every day and teach me to follow you, Lord. Show me your way. Open my heart to receive who you desire me to be. Help me to follow the plan that you have for my life and make me a vessel of love. Father, I thank you for this experience, which allows me to see the beauty and joy that evolved from an emotionally broken spirit. I realize that you are the source of my life, my strength, my comforter, my peace, my father, my Lord, and all I need. I thank you. I trust my prayer is answered without condemnation. And because of you, I believe I will be emotionally whole again. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. And not only that, but we are also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. Listeners, God placed this on my heart. He is a God that does miracles. And you know that we are always looking for a miracle. Show me a miracle, Lord. Show me a miracle, we say. Well, I just want you to know that that is his specific business. He's in the business of miracles. So diligently ask God every day. Say, show me a miracle, Lord, in my life. And I tell you, I'm experiencing one right now. And I'm shining light on it because I want it to continue. 
but I felt that my eating was getting a little out of control. I was starting to eat a lot of junk and drink a lot of, you know, um, sodas and drinks that were not good for me. And, you know, just feeling bloated and unhealthy or whatever. So I prayed to God and I said, God, I need a miracle. I need you to calm this appetite. I need you to turn my thinking around so that I'm reaching for healthier choices and using food for nourishment and not for to medicate myself or, you know, to get through a binge movie or something. So don't you know, I prayed it, God heard me, and he has calmed the storm inside my body. I don't even know what day this is, I've lost count, but I am no longer having these insatiable cravings. I'm eating reasonably. I'm drinking water or sparkling water. So I'm feeling good. I'm getting more rest. But most importantly, giving it all to Jesus, I give it all to him. And the day that you do too, mm, 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 you're going to be singing praises with me. So we just got these blessings started just because you came to pray with me. Come back tomorrow. We'll do it again. Bye for now.